One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 83120. That little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the SmackDown Live Recap on the Pro Wrestling Sheet. I am your host, John Roca, joined, as always, by the editor-in-chief of Pro Wrestling Sheet. Keep your what and, and your face out of the dirt? I don't know. What is the... What's, what's, uh, well, why, now you've been on spot like that. It's your saying! I know. Uh, stay out of the... Keep, uh, oh, God. It's, <laughs> it's like call ads. It's more comes in, like, at the end of... Stay, keep, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet. Keep your eye on the sheet. Stay out of the dirt. That's the one. I like it. I love it. I love it. Well, there was a lot to talk Sorry, about. Sorry, this heat today. I'm like... I know. You're, me up. I, like, came in the studio. For those of you who are watching... The studio we shoot in, it's so hot in yeah, here. Yeah. I thought I was having like hot flashes when I came in here. I was like, shit, am I sick or something? I like sat down here. I, I made myself like a coffee and I started <laughs> drinking it while I was waiting for Roka. And it like all of a sudden I was like in a sweaty daze sitting here and I was like, oh man, so sorry. Yeah. I no should worries. know my own catchphrase. No worries. No worries. Let's jump into this thing. 
Uh, we're coming out of SummerSlam. We already talked about Raw. If you haven't watched our Raw recap, uh, make sure you do that as well. And uh, we start out with Kevin Owens here. Kevin Owens coming out. We get a recap of the SummerSlam match that he had against Shane McMahon. Talks about the anniversary of his signing of the WWE contract, what it was like to work for the company or want to work for the company, seeing all these people he'd uh, been uh, who'd been his heroes and whatever. Then talks about his match with Shane and says how he took care of business and now he's focused on King of the Ring. And before he gets too into it, Shane McMahon comes out Ugh. to asshole chance, uh, and then we thought it was over. We thought it was over. We thought it was done. He beat him. That's it. But he finds him a hundred thousand dollars for his actions in the match, kicking him in the nuts, and then also beating up Elias. Never mind that Elias was totally biased and ripped the referee out of the ring. He was an uh, official. He's supposedly an official, uh, and then tells him that he's got a mystery match later tonight. Okay. Uh, all of this also leads to them being uh, getting into a back and forth in Shane's office, which ex- explodes into KO throwing a chair at the nice television that a lot of us would like to afford. Uh, so, Make it one hundred five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So all of this. Uh, what is your feeling about? We're still not done with Shane and KO. I mean, that was my that was my <coughs> issue. Not issue. That was my um, I, my the, the indecisiveness within me because it was like. Yeah, this was this was good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed, it wasn't bad. No. I liked Kevin Owens coming out, talking about his anniversary of signing and what it means to him, and uh, the King of the Ring yes. tournament, and how he really wants to win the King of the Ring tournament. It would mean more to him than winning that title right now. Um, all all good stuff. All, all, all good stuff. So yeah. um, I liked all that. I was into it. You know, it's funny. I wasn't even thinking about when when we were thinking of potential winners for King of the Ring. I, oh, yeah. I wasn't even thinking about the fact that like Stone Cold's big moment. To kick off his whole Stone Cold era, right, was winning King of the Ring. Uh, so I almost wonder if maybe Kevin will win it yeah. to kind of kick off his face King of the Ring post Stone Cold kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> like if that's the direction they're going. Um, so uh, I liked all that. Uh, the Shane McMahon stuff did get a groan out of me because I was I was hoping we were moving on from that. Right. Clearly, we're not. Uh, so. I didn't. I didn't love the Kevin Owens. Or sorry, the Shane McMahon stuff. Uh, I do always laugh at the arbitrary numbers that WWE throws yeah. out for, for fines. It's always, it's always funny to see how where they just come up with these random numbers out of nowhere. Uh, but yeah, no, it was. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't a bad segment. I just don't think that it was like it. It drew me in as much. I got what they were going for with the like everyday man yeah. Kevin Owens thing. Uh, but I just I, the the Shane McMahon thing is really not. It's not clicking with me. Yeah, this is a different uh, uh, thing because I mean, you didn't like the Shane McMahon Miz thing either. So no, like Shane McMahon Roman Reigns either. Shane McMahon Roman Reigns, and now we have him in the back talking about how he's you know he's uh, not here as a competitor. He's here as a uh, you know member of the family and and uh, one of the higher ups and the executives there. So I mean, is this? I feel like this is a dangerous road to walk. This idea that he can keep fighting Kevin for whatever, because then you're like, well. Like they, that just becomes your tool. Oh, you do this, I'm going to find you. Do this, I'm going to find you. Blah blah blah. And then eventually, if this leads to him creating a more docile Kevin Owens, is that ultimately what people want to see? And that's the that could be the error of this whole storyline. As you take away the things that people love about KO, I felt the same way while watching this when he came yeah. backstage and it was like, "Do you want to lose more money?" And he went like, "Oh," and like put his hands yeah. in his head and like sat down. I thought to myself, like, no, if that had been Stone Cold. He would have just punched him. Absolutely. And I realize it's hard. you can't compare everyone to Stone Cold. Becky Lynch is not Stone Cold. Kevin right. Owens is not Stone Cold. Right. But to me, like the reason Stone Cold got over is because 
he didn't allow his boss to do that. He, yeah. was, he realized that the company needed him more than he needed the company. Right. And that's why all that worked. Also, Vince McMahon is an insanely uh, captivating performer. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't deny that. You know, yeah. when he put it on, he put it on. Right. Like, when he became he- Evil Vince, he became Evil Vince. He's great. And he's great at it. And I don't think Shane has ever... I just don't... To me, just ha- to, he doesn't have that same magnetic yeah. vibe on screen that Stephanie and and Vince do. And I think it's also attributed to the fact that he took so much time away from it. Mm-hmm. And that I know he's been back for a while, but I yeah. just don't I just it just it it doesn't feel like something the fans want. It's interesting because no one does it better than Vince. Really. No one does it better than Vince. Except for I mean not better, but Stephanie's the only one who's on par. I don't know. People I, love I, to hate Stephanie. I know. It's true. But it's very, like, one note what Stephanie does. Whereas, Fair. And I think with Shane, Shane's just a naturally, from what people say, Shane is a naturally good guy. Like, he really does. And that's why he pulled away. He wanted to kind of make his own mark, do his own business. So it's tough for him to play here because it's not in his nature, I think. And it doesn't come naturally out of him. So it, it's always weird when he does it. It always feels kind of off note, off, off whatever you call it, out of tune or whatever, offbeat. It just feels weird as opposed to feeling natural. And yeah. I think in these moments, it really shines. Because someone like Kevin, who can vacillate back and forth really easily between heel and face, it, he kind of looks like he can't quite get there. Same thing with Roman. Same thing with Miz to a degree. And so you're just like, okay, where are we going to go now? So, I completely agree we'll with see. you. We'll see. Yeah. I, I completely agree in that. In that aspect. Also, I don't know if maybe my opinions are going to be a little tainted this episode because I'm sorry, but at a certain point when I've watched, I love wrestling yeah, yeah. so much. I run a website for it. But sometimes, like I was talking to Rems before we record, it's like three-hour takeover, yeah. six-hour SummerSlam, three-hour Raw, now then a two-hour SmackDown. It's like... And GCW. It's, and GCW. Yeah, yeah. It's easy to get burnt out. And 1989 SummerSlam. <laughs> and, and, and 98. 98, sorry. 98. My Summer error, Slam, not you put you through. <laughs> yes, good point. Uh, I understand. A lot of wrestling to consume you know, in a short amount of time. So, and then yeah. I'm like, I, I do feel like sometimes when I get to this point, I get a little more like, didn't like that, didn't like this, and it might be a little jaded by the fact that I just was so tired of watching. Not so tired of watching, so tired. <laughs> I, I get that way on NFL Sundays. If I'm watching the Red Zone all day mm-hmm. from like 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. here, it becomes uh, untenable for me at times to get excited to watch the 5 p.m. Sunday night game. It does. Well, I guess it starts to feel like, like oh, a chore as yeah. opposed to like the thing that you watch that you love. Exactly. It starts exactly. to feel like a chore. Right. Yeah, when I'm hosting sports time, I have to do, I have to watch all that stuff on Sundays so I can make notes and whatever and get into and be able to talk about it. So, That's yeah. why I, I'm, I'm, I am looking forward to um, when the move to Fox happens. Yeah. Because I realize on pay-per-view weekends I'll still get burnt out. But I feel like since that won't always be the case, that having Monday and Friday spread out like this, because yeah. having five hours on Monday and Tuesdays, it's a lot to consume. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, for people, not just not necessarily me. I enjoy it, but like for a lot of people. Sure. So I, I think a lot of people enjoy having like a little bit of spread time. Yeah, yeah. Thoroughly Especially if you have a significant other guy to share the TV with. That's true. Oh, you do. You have only one TV in your place. Yeah. There's no way we could. have Well, we that. have a second TV, but like we like to hang out together. Real oh, good. that's fair. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Well, uh, let's move on to people who maybe don't like to hang out with each other. That's Charlotte and Ember Moon. They go at it in this match just randomly. Come Very randomly. Back from the break, this is happening. Uh, I mean, 
It makes a little sense. You know, the match will we'll go, we'll go ahead. I'll just yeah, finish the match. No, then. just it was interesting that they put it together. This was a fantastic match. Ember really came out of this match looking well and reminding people about how good she can be when you give her the time and minutes to be in a match against a great opponent like Charlotte. Charlotte, to her absolute credit, once again, putting another character over. Yeah, she doesn't necessarily, she wins the match, but Ember gets some really brutal shots on Charlotte and reverses some moves, blocks some moves, and get and gets a many near falls that are believable. And in the end, Charlotte gets that figure four. And uh, I, I came out figure of this. I'm oh, sorry, figure eight. I come out of this match enjoying both of them uh, again. Yeah, I mean, my, I mean, I, I. You're right. The match was good. Yeah, it was a very good match. Uh, they they both got a lot of stuff in. They both yeah. got their shit in. Um, I enjoyed it for what it was. My problem is just I just I really feel like Ember Moon. They just need to do something. They need to like do some ritualing with Thoroughly her. Thoroughly agree. Like I really enjoyed everything she did in NXT, but and I think she's got probably the coolest finishing move in wrestling. But it's just it's just not clicking in some way. Like I just mm. don't think that people under. I don't think her do you character. Think it's the outfit? Comes, do you think it's the other kind of like? I think it's everything. Okay. I think it's everything. It's okay. the like not understanding what ember moon is you know right. we talked about uh, uh, recently where you know character actors they'll have these huge books i don't think even ember moon knows exactly what that character is That's i really cool. don't i think that you know or if she does it's got to be different than what the people who are writing for it think yeah. because I, I and they need to have a meeting to figure it out together because the video game playing doesn't match with the, the backstage stuff that we see from her does not match what we see yeah in the ring it's right. not the same for some reason there's mm-hmm. there's a disconnect between the two of them and after you know the loss you know another you know the title match loss i just i felt like the point of this match was to show that charlotte's gonna be the next contender for the title yeah and that charlotte's you know she beat in decisive fashion the, the last title contender yeah, true good point um also wwe 2k20 is going to be coming out soon with the uh, four horsemen, four horsewomen being like one of the focuses of the game. Wow. So they're going to do, you know, we're going to have Becky versus Sasha on Raw. Right. And Bailey versus Charlotte oh, on SmackDown to kind of help it coincide with the game, I imagine. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I, you're right. Charlotte did prove that, you know, that she yeah. did show she's the veteran that she is. She continued to put on a great match. I just, yeah. It's, it's the Ember Moon thing for some reason with yeah. me. You know, I was watching with a group of people, I was watching SummerSlam with them. And there were two people who didn't watch wrestling. Okay. And it was interesting to me to hear their opinions on certain things. Because I like hearing what, yeah, you know, sure. the main, you know, the casual, not even a casual, just a non-viewer right. thinks of people. Um, and Ember Moon was one of them where they were just like, what? I don't, yeah. what is she supposed to be? And we couldn't explain it to her. It was, yeah. You know, it was like, I, I don't really know. Right. Kind of, you she know. started out as this, but it doesn't really work. And we don't know where she goes now. And then she's playing the video games. And yeah, it's kind of all over the place. Right. Yeah. So there needs to be a strong decision made, either by creative or by her, to be like, okay, this is what I want. You know, Becky was desperate for that heel turn. And when it happened, she was ready for it. Amber has to be in that same position. Like, I think so, too. And she's still young. Like, that's another thing you have to factor in, right? She's young. And also personalities. A lot of these people, like, they're desperate to want that shot. Once they get that shot, they get overwhelmed by the situation, kind of ride along the waves and try to figure themselves out. But if the ones who know what they want from the beginning or discover, discover it as they go along, those are the ones that end up, like, really leaving a mark. 
And so you, Ember certainly has the talent. My God, last Absolutely. night showed that yeah. for sure. Her athletic talent is incredible. Her moves can be quite brutal. And uh, she's got great attention from the fans when she's wrestling. The problem is the fans, I think, are kind of like bored with it because like you, Ryan, they do feel like, well, what is she? What am I cheering for? I was watching, I saw someone post a clip on Reddit the other day uh, of Tough Enough 2015, mm. that when that, that, that the last iteration of Tough Enough, where uh, Patrick Clark, Velveteen Dream, mm-hmm. was on the show. When yeah, he right. was one of the cast members, when he was one of the contestants on the show. And yes, the 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 advice was coming from Hulk Hogan. Uh, but, I mean, he, he's, you know, regardless of what you think about him, he obviously has a ton of experience yeah. in the industry. And uh, Patrick because he was not Velveteen Dream then, had won the promo challenge that week. And Hulk said, I hated your promo. He said, you, your promo skills are terrible. They're garbage. And they were like, well, but Hulk, he won the promo challenge. And he was like, yeah, but the person I saw up there was Patrick Clark. That's who I saw doing the promo. It wasn't a character. It was Patrick Clark talking about being a wrestling fan. And I didn't. it was good. It was entertaining. You sold it well. He's like, but... I didn't see a character. And Patrick was sitting there and he goes, so what's, what's the issue? He goes, you need to be a character when you're on the screen. And I, and I laughed. I go, wow, that had to be the moment when yeah. he was like, it kind of started to click in yep. him. Yep. And if you look, Velveteen Dream, you know, look, I know the internet's different. And some people are kayfabe. Some people are not. But Velveteen Dream has done such a good job of being Velveteen Dream, yeah. exuding the star power uh, and, and, and living that character to a certain degree. And, and I just feel like when you watch Ember, you see the person. You yeah. don't see this character of Ember Moon. And I think she's insanely talented in the ring, but for some reason, she doesn't, the char- she's not exuding a character to me. It's, it, to me, it feels like she's, she's got it all there. She's wearing cool yeah, costumes. Yeah, yeah. She's got it all there, but it just feels like she's playing... It doesn't feel like she's playing a larger-than-life character. Right, right. If that yeah. makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, I think I agree with you 100%. And the thing is, the reason we're only complaining about it is because she has the potential to be that. Absolutely. So that's what we're... Just like yeah. Patrick did. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it certainly worked out for Patrick yeah. so far. And we'll see if Ember Moon... And it certainly worked for Ember to a degree to get her into the main roster. Now it's like, okay, what do you do once you get here, right? Everyone... It's like any sport. It's like, yeah, you got drafted and you got into the team. What can you do once you get to the team? Can your skills... Can you do that next-level skill stuff? to stay in the team and stand out. We'll see. Um, but they're giving her the opportunity, which I appreciate. Yes. Um, Shane and Samoa Joe uh, are talking here uh, about Kevin Owens. So it's basically going to be Samoa Joe taking on Kevin Owens. That's revealed here in this little uh, backstage uh, situation here. Then we go to Alistair Black. Ay, why are we still doing these promos? I hate these promos so much. Knock. Knock. I, 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 it's dumb. He's already shown what he can do in a ring. Just move out of this shit and have him start challenging people. God damn it. <laughs> he said this one line that I me, I laughed so hard while watching you. He said, who is going to pay the boatman's toll? And I was like, what does that mean? I don't know if it's from some like book or. Oh that- no, it's the ferryman, right? It's the old idea of like you have to pay, you have to put, you have to pay the boatman to carry you across the river Styx to, uh, or you, or you can get sucked into hell. So yeah, that's what is that from? Yeah, it's from a, a mythology, old mythology. It's what it means. Yeah, yeah, it's it the boatman. Silly. Yeah, 
I was just like, okay, well, fair enough. Then if, if it is a health, so it's a health kind of thing. Yeah, it's a health kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah, 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 all right. Yeah, a little less dorky then. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but he has to understand his audience, right? Just because he knows it, because he's Danish and he probably knows all that, or Dutch and or whatever. He's into he is. demonic stuff. Yeah, he's into the demonic stuff. So he knows that kind of stuff. But well, how many like regular people still understand who the boatman is or any of that kind yeah, of stuff? Yeah, so. that was lost on yeah, me. Yeah, it's funny. My, Erica was gonna tweet about it, and, I, and she's like, mm, "I'm probably not in case. I'm not gonna do that in case it's like from something, and I sound stupid, and then I just did." that so great uh but no i i yeah i I, you know i i applaud them for trying to have him stand out in some way yeah um but i do think that a lot of people are just rolling their eyes at it for some reason now i think that it uh, i literally every time he does that my friends who I text message about wrestling with every time he's on SmackDown doing this, I yeah. get a text message from my friends going like, why doesn't he just go challenge someone? Yes. Why doesn't he just walk to the ring and do this? Like yeah. this doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make you a badass to wait for people to challenge you. No, it really doesn't. No. Yeah. It's similar to what I'm going to say at the end of the show, how okay. I felt about things about Roman Reigns. But yeah, um, I, I, yeah, it, it was, it, and it's funny because you can tell they're trying to make changes to it. Now the rounds, the room's brown instead right. of black. And, like, they're working on it. And he's, you know, adding little demonic lines, apparently. But I just, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, at least it's, they're trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at least they're trying to give him some kind of character. Right. Because I, I do think, I, w- I, I do think this is better than him just doing the same thing we always see wrestlers do yes but logic wise it doesn't make a lot of sense are you gonna tell me what the boatman's yeah, yeah. Is? so i just want to say uh the boatman was karen was the son of erebus and nix which is the knight uh it was his duty to ferry over the river Styx or uh, the river akron those souls of the deceased who had duly received the rites of burial in payment for which service he received an obol which was placed in the mouth of the corpse uh Chris DeBerg, you know, Mr. Lady in Red, he did a song that was pretty awesome called Don't Pay the Ferryman in the 80s, and that kind of brought that kind of story back into the conversation of pop culture. So you don't want to pay the boatman. Well, you pay the ferryman who carries the souls of the newly deceased across the River Six that divides the world of the living from the world of the dead. And so I think... He's saying oh, that I he's th- in the world of the dead. So you want you, you want to pay you. the boatman... Yeah. To bring you to, to the him. dark side right. to fight him. Right. All right, it's kind of cool, actually. <laughs> I'll take it back. <laughs> Don't pay the ferryman. All right, there you go. And so on this edition of Roca explains <laughs> to Ryan Satin. Uh, no, you know what? Actually, kind of oh. cool concept. So now I'm gonna take it back. Okay. In my mind, <laughs> in my oh. mind, I pictured like a. Um, like, you know, like the gondolas where it's like the, <laughs> the yeah. boats. And I just pictured you're like, take me to Alistair Black, Mr. Gondola Man. <laughs> and they're like, he's like, wee wee or whatever. And he like takes the money, you know, and then he just goes along. He's French. In the yeah. He's yeah. French yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I couldn't think of, I couldn't think of what you'd say. So I was like, All right, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to do like that. So I was like, oh, mwah. Okay. Uh, We'll see what happens with Alistair. Jesus. Uh, All right. The Roman Reigns. uh, Finally, we get to the Roman Reigns Buddy Murphy match, which I've been teased all night. And damn, this match blew up the internet. I I shouldn't have brought that up, that bald man. It was perfect. I love it. People were going crazy for this match. This, this, uh, uh, as if they'd never seen a great match in their entire lives. This Buddy Murphy. Uh, uh, Roman Reigns match but that being said it was a damn good match Fantastic. and Buddy looked incredible 
seeing Buddy and Cedric do so well uh, in both their matches, and I, uh, you know, one after the other, uh, back to back, it's surprising to me that 205 Live doesn't didn't work. It's a, that people don't like it or don't. Well, it's not that it. people don't like it. It's that it doesn't work for people. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that. Okay. I think it's time. You know, like I don't okay. know if 205 Live is for the everyone to watch. Okay. I don't think it was produced for everyone to yeah, watch. But they kept changing it and changing the the. The, the structure of it and changing the characters and the storylines constantly to try to attract more viewers, and they don't get there. I think that, yes, true. I think that in this era of entertainment, content is king. You know, content yes. is the king. And so I think that they, in their eyes, they are trying to keep you on the WWE Network for most of your week. That yeah. When you go home... You don't turn on the TV at first. You turn on WWE Network on the TV. Well, you don't turn on cable. You turn on WWE Network, and right. you go watch what they have to watch that night. Um, so, so I think it's, I, I, I think the people who watch it love it. Yeah. Everyone who watches it loves it. Every time I've watched it, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when I, I try and watch it as much as I can, and I. I enjoy it too. I really do enjoy it. Um, it, I think it's just time, you know. Like, there's only so much time you can ask of people to watch something in a week. Like your general audience. There's obviously there's gonna be hardcore fans who want want to watch wrestling every opportunity they can. You know. But I think they're just with 205 Live. There's just not a you know. You go okay. Well, if I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna watch on SmackDown. But if I'm going to watch another one, I'm going to watch NXT. Right, right. You know? And then you go, well, am I going to watch another one on top of that? Okay, well, maybe I'll check out, like, the, all these documentaries they have. It's just hard. Yeah. It's like, it just definitely falls to the bottom of or your queue. Or even NXT UK. NXT UK. It's, yeah. it's very similar to, like, that show on your DVR that, like, you keep on there. Because you're like, I'm going to watch that. But, like, just not yet. Not yet. You know? And then like, some I, random Saturday two years down the road. You, probably, you've just been watch the watch shit it. out of yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> I'm unfortunately on that with You're the Worst right now. I, oh, loved, yeah. I loved that show when it was on. Yeah. And we f- I fell off in the second to last season, like in the middle. I got busy. And now I have the rest of that season <laughs> and the next season to go. And it's just sitting there, 20 episodes are just sitting there in my DVR. And I'm like, right. we're like, we're going to watch that one of these days. But I think that that's what happens. So I think, if anything, it's proof that, to me, I honestly believe that it's proof that these people – there's no need for 205 Live. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, That these guys are so talented and they wrestle the same style that yeah. can go right in the ring with Roman Reigns, who's the top dog in the company, um, or one of the top people in the company. I think that it just shows that, like, if any of these people should be used more, yeah, sure, use them on 205 Live like you do with Drake Maverick, where Drake Maverick's still on there if you want to have a cruiserweight show. But they should be, in my opinion, mixed in a little more often. I mean, yeah. like you said, Drew McIntyre and Cedric Alexander, awesome. Yeah. It, Killer. And, and same with this. You know, like, they finally let Buddy Murphy do something, and it's been awesome. Wow. You know, it's, it's been great. Yeah. And he's been, he's one of those who, who has also utilized, who has maximized every opportunity on screen that he's been given. Mm-hmm. Um, from the backstage thing last week to when he interrupted and in when, he, when he came to the mic and the Shane McMahon town hall thing, all those things have been good with Buddy Murphy. Yeah. And I feel like he really turned it out here. I think that, you know, he had to show that he, that he belonged, yeah. that, that he shouldn't be the best kept secret, so to speak, that he shouldn't just be sitting in the locker room, that he can roll with the top guys. I felt like he had a star-making performance last night. Yes, absolutely. Like, if you didn't know who Buddy Murphy was before, I feel like you do now. Uh, that was that was Ali levels of, like, yeah. of, 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 whoa, that guy can go. Yep, absolutely. Some great, fantastic 
moves and the surprises. I love the surprises. Even Roman Reigns at certain moments was shocked that he couldn't get the pin. And then at the end gave him that thumbs up, which was respect. And Buddy didn't even, but Buddy, it's just interesting. Buddy took the pin, but Buddy rolled out of the pin as soon as the three count was done. And, you know, in the old days, in the cardinal old days of wrestling, that's something you didn't do because it showed that you didn't really respect the other person. But I think here it worked because Reigns gave everything he could and and just barely got the victory and gave him that thumbs up and Buddy could roll out of it because the fans were just like blown away by what he did. Yeah, it so definitely was a respect thing. It definitely wasn't like when Austin Aries lost the title and just oh, rolled yeah. out of the ring and peaced out. You know, it definitely wasn't like that. I, it was definitely much more of a, yeah, like a, damn, he almost, he, he almost could have kicked right, out, right. I, I think was what they were trying to show. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Rowan Reigns, one of the top guys in the company, yep. so they were going to have him win. But, I mean, the fact that Buddy Murphy kicked out of a, a Superman punch was impressive. Yep. I mean, the fact that they gave him that much office, offense on Roman in general was pretty impressive. I think yeah. that they easily, if that had been a lot of guys on the 205 Live roster who they had shuffled over, they wouldn't have gotten 15 minutes with Roman nope. Reigns. Nope. I think it would have been quick. Quick yeah. say, it would have been, been a Dolph Ziggler's uh, Goldberg <laughs> style match where it would have been quick and over very fast. Boom. So I uh, I love that they did Buddy Murphy. Yep. I think that, you know, man, I, I Buddy Murphy is getting a real opportunity, man. Yes, he is. I, I, I like it. I feel like with this new Bischoff, Heyman era stuff going on, I feel like Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander are clearly two guys who are going to get some some love from that. Clearly, it seems to me like Heyman's pushing Cedric Alexander. He sees something in him, yeah. uh, and and it feels like maybe there's someone on the other side, like a Pritchard or something like that, who's really into Buddy Murphy. Yeah. big opportunity. He's in there with Daniel. He's in a pro. He's in he's in the hemisphere of Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns right now. It's yeah. a huge deal. It's pretty incredible. Uh, we go. To also, the, he got to get the, he, got, he got to do the huge neat that big. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to mess up the name, but he got the the one that Kodo Bushi does. Yep. Uh, on Roman Reigns, which was awesome. And kudos uh, to Rowan once again, like Charlotte, willing to take all the hits from the other competitor who's kind of still building and uh, but still getting the victory, but willing to take the biggest hits from that person with the best shots from that person. I, I appreciated that. Do you feel like you've watched a good amount of Kenny Omega matches? Yeah, I love Kenny Omega. Do you feel like? Do you ever feel like that Buddy Murphy is kind of like does a little bit too many similar things as Kenny as Kenny Omega? I think Kenny's a different Kenny has a different vibe. Kenny's not like built like Buddy. True. Yeah, that's the well, difference. Well, they're both pretty built. Yeah, but Kenny, but uh, Buddy is stocky. Kenny is more of a like a skinnier kind okay. of guy. But so I'm more so mean the knees. It's real knee. Oh, knee based. heavy. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah real yeah. knee heavy. Yeah, but I don't mind that because it's a different. It's a how, not a lot of people are doing that. Not in WWE, no. Right, exactly. So if he's gonna do that, that's a new style. And you can take it. And nobody who wrestles now has anything that isn't influenced by people who came before or currently working. You know, it's a matter of can you make that style your own? And that's always what matters, right? Yep. You know, uh, and so plenty of people do that. Plenty of people have done a rock bottom in the past before. Plenty of people have done leg drops in the past before. <laughs> the stunner is kind of original that I, uh, from Stone Cold, but and the pedigree as well. But like most people's moves are or move set. Have been well, Austin seen didn't invent before. the stunner either. Huh? Austin right, didn't right, invent right. the stunner I'm sure either. he didn't. And so you've, you've got that. Did Triple H do the pedigree first? Maybe. I, I feel don't like know. he did. He probably did. But you, you, get their own, you get that into the situation. So it's a matter of making it feel like your own. And certainly Buddy has a, no, a nice mixture of other moves within his moveset with the knee stuff that I think works for him. And Kenny is way more high-flying. Kenny is more dangerous. 
than well, uh, they're than doing. Buddy. I guess I'm more so the knees, the fly a lot, yeah. and just like knee action. Yeah, I guess I, is more. I look at all as as complete package. You know, you want to pull out particular moves, and you can have the comparisons, I guess. But you have to. I, I think you have to insert it back into the move set as a whole, and then judge what that person is doing. So for me, I think there's enough of Buddy that's different from Kenny that doesn't feel like he's copying Kenny. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So no, I would I'm say with that. No. I, yes. Absolutely. I also, from what I see, it looks like Triple H didn't invent the pedigree. Yeah. There well, you. there was a double underhook face buster before him. Oh, okay. But like the way he does it, yeah. He what? seems to have invented the pedigree. Fair enough. Fair enough. And Buddy, okay, I can get on Buddy's train now. Yeah, no, I'm I'm on the Buddy train. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm you, I'm, you break, I'm. you break Alexis heart, you got strikes against me. But I got strikes against you. But I don't know. I'll give you. I don't know if it'll work like that. But. Choo choo on the Buddy Murphy. There train. we go. All, we all, we've got tickets. We bought tickets. We bought oh. tickets. <laughs> Even though no one uses the train anymore. <laughs> uh, the revival uh, talking about their match against people New still Day. use the train. They I do. Know we go down to Comic Con all the time uh, using the train. <laughs> it's a nice thirty five dollars. Uh, the revival talks about their match against New Day uh, and uh, you know how the New Day has never beaten them. Um, uh, which, of course, is what's going to happen next. Uh, but then New Day comes on and starts talking about how Xavier is upset about missing the King of the Ring, and then they start pumping up Kofi and what happened with Randy, and they ask the question. A lot of fans were asking after that match, why why did it go down this way? And Kofi says, well, he looked at my family. he got to understand he can't mess with the man's family. And it's like, well, really? That happens all the time in wrestling, so why are you not prepared for that? Uh, but either way, it's just it's pretty obvious. They're just trying to keep that thing going. Um, and then we finally get to the Samoa. Anything you want to talk about with that? Or just to get to the match. I'll save it for the okay, match. Sounds good. Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens come out now and have their match. Elias comes out and a special guest enforcer. And guess what happens? Elias gets involved again, yanks out the referee. This was a shocking. Good, yeah, shocking. This was a good match. And then that happened. And then the uh, he rolled in and counted one, two, three really quickly. And they slid out. And <clears throat> I thought this was a terrible decision for to have Samoa Joe involved in this. Me too. Samoa Joe does not need to have a referee that counts quickly for him so that he can steal a victory and enjoy that victory. He doesn't need it. So this, what you had started with him last week, you've basically destroyed him this week, and it's such a stupid decision. Yeah, I almost, creatively. Feel, I almost feel like creatively that their intent was to not turn Joe in any way. Yeah. And that they realized like, oh, shit. That looked like returning Joe since he was like sympathetic to to Roman Reigns, yeah. and so this week they've done everything to like let you know that's not happening. Right. Although it's weird because they put him against their Sami Zayn, you know. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Like, Which was he, Sami Zayn was heelish on Raw. Yeah. But so it seemed Kevin like Joe was going to be Smackdown. like the the guy, you know, exactly. shutting Sami Zayn up, which he kind of did. Right. But then he's like, I don't care what y'all think, unless it's going to be this like conflicted Joe of like doing good things. And eventually the fans get him to become a good guy or something because they do. But that's that's a tough road. That's a, it is. That's a tough story to book. Yeah, because you're depending on the fans to help you complete that. Yeah. And the fans are more fickle than anybody in the <laughs> yeah. world. Just as so, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, exactly. So you just never know with that situation. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It makes Because you've already got one guy in The Fiend who is like con- going to be conflicted during his matches. I don't know if having a storyline with someone like Samoa Joe being conflicted. Because Samoa Joe is not... A conflicted kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He's, it's one thing people love about him. Is he's, he's matter of fact. Yes, very matter of fact, and and believes what he believes, and he will fight to the death for it. Which is why getting a cheap victory like this actually undercuts him rather than elevates him or reestablishes him as a heel. Uh, also, since you brought up the fiend there, because <laughs> I agree with everything you said right there, mm. um, the fiend. 
think it's, you know, in my opinion, it was, it still is a mistake to have done no talk of Bray Wyatt or The Fiend all week. Nothing. Not a, not even on SmackDown. Not even on SmackDown. And, yeah. and not even like a package of like, yeah. oh man, you never know when he's going to turn up again next just to let it be known mm-hmm. that, that like, just to drive home the, you never know when he's going to show up next thing. Because from what I'm told, the reason he wasn't on the show this week, the, the shows at all this week, is because they want they want him to be special. Yeah, and they want to get o- and they want to they want to get over like the fact that like you never know when he's going to show up next. Um, but they could have just said that. Like I realize no. you don't have to tell us everything, but they beat a lot of freaking things over our heads. Oh yeah, that's what I would have been okay with mm-hmm. of them just establishing. You never know when he's going to come back. Right, right. The fiend, who knows? We don't know. We just, like, honestly, they sh- and this is just such a nitpicky thing maybe, but they should, like, I don't like the idea that, like, when Michael Cole puts over, like, oh, here's another episode of the Funhouse, it shows like these tapes showed up at their door. Yeah. Or something. Because, I don't know, it's just, I still keep going back to that one moment that they showed where they showed that, like, they, they did those flashes during mm-hmm. the Firefly Funhouse where it looked like this isn't what it looks like. Right. And it was alluded to by the puppets that, like, what's going on here isn't what it seems. I don't think you overexpose Bray Wyatt by just furthering that storyline. Yeah, agree. Like, fine, cool. Don't put him in another feud. But you can still further that storyline without putting yeah. him in a feud and keeping the intri- intrigue going of, yeah. like, cool, we're watching these minisodes of almost like a TV show. Yeah. And we're waiting for that character to reappear in, in our universe. I love that idea, you right, know? And right, so, right. I don't know. I just, I hope that they don't mess it up because I think it was really cool and I hate that it was just like no talk of it this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah I hear what you're saying. I mean, uh, once again, I understand, as I said yesterday on the Raw Recap, I understand both sides of it. Um, but, you know, sometimes letting something breathe is not a bad thing. And we'll see if they, because if they come back and, and fumble it, then you've got real problems. True, because I don't want to be like uh, the guy from Cage Side Seats who was, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw the tweet, but when Bray Wyatt was out of action, he kind of was like teasing stuff. And Sean from Cage Side Seats wrote an article of like, I don't have faith anymore. And Bray Wyatt, like, he's never going to come back or whatever. Like, this stuff's dumb. Like, he should just stop tweeting all these stupid teases. And Bray Wyatt tweeted at the time saying, like, just you wait. When I come back, it's going to be the coolest thing that you've seen. And you're going to owe me a beer and you're going to eat your words. So <laughs> just chill. And and he ultimately deleted the tweet. But then the other day, he, he tweeted it and said, like, basically, I told you so. <laughs> and Sean wrote an article on Cage Side Seats saying, like, I was wrong. Yeah. I now owe Bray Wyatt a beer. So, um, but so I don't want to be that guy being like, well, you should have been there. And they come back with, like, the coolest thing ever for right. his second appearance. So I guess just... It's more so just like I'm so excited over the character that I want more, which right. is a good thing, I That's guess. That's a good thing. Always even wanting more. Uh, all right, Daniel Bryan and Rowan, who had come out earlier to talk about how they uh, were going to launch their own investigation into finding out what happened here because they think that Buddy Murphy was lying about implicating Rowan and, you know, of course, playing into the fake news narrative. Let's do that. That's really topical. Uh, he takes, uh, they go into the back and they confront Buddy Murphy. Uh, but, but to be fair, <clears throat> yeah. fake news does exist. Sure. Like, I, trust me, I run a news site, and I fucking hate seeing people go, fake news all the time. But yeah. fake news does exist out there all the time. Of course it does. It's crazy. What when things- you call it out and it's rightly fake news, great. When yes. you use it to cover truthful news because you don't like that it doesn't fit your own narrative or your own political stance, that's when I get upset when they call it fake news. Oh, I trust me. I get it. Honestly, the internet is just a crazy place. Like, the yep. people will believe anything that's true. And then I go, well, shit, but I run a site. Like, I want them to believe what I say. And then it becomes this whole thing where, like, no, but you have to trust the right 
people, like yeah. the right sources. Like yeah, the sources. Someone said something crazy about me on Reddit a few weeks ago that is not true. And like yesterday, like a bunch of people, like dozens of people, are all tweeting me like as if this thing happened. And I'm like, do I respond to this? It right. never happened. Why do I bring attention to this thing that ever happened? Because people think this thing happened. Yeah. Then it makes it a thing when it's not a thing that ever happened. No, because you, you run the danger, too, that if you do respond to it... Then everyone starts to see it, and everyone starts to think it was a thing. Right, or other people create more bullshit facts, and then just to get your attention or get attention for themselves, and uh, then they get and then they get a reaction from you. That's always dangerous. It's always dangerous. Internet's a dangerous place. Yeah, it's like when I... I like, you know, the small amount of... You know, I have a decent following, but like when people sometimes go... Uh, ask me a question they can Google. I get super upset. It's my, it's my number one pet peeve it's on like, the internet. It's like, do your own fucking homework. Like, like I know I run a wrestling site, but don't ask me what time something starts. <laughs> I'm going to take a lot longer to answer your fucking question yeah. than is, it would take to just type in, <laughs> what time does this show start? Right. <laughs> yeah, I love the other ones that are like, uh, what, you know, when does this movie come out? Or, you know, who... Who's starring in this? And it's like, do your own research. Or worse for me, I run a wrestling site and I put the information in the article <laughs> and then someone replies to the article asking me a question that is clearly stated in the yeah. article. And I go, if you wanted to know, why didn't you just read the yeah, article? People just do that. And, and when we call them out, I remember, I know on Twitter sometimes we call them out when they're halfway through a show and they go, remember it's happened to us on our recaps. Halfway through a show, they go, why did you guys talk about this? And we both, either you or I respond and go, it, we did. Keep watching the show. Yeah. And then they retweet and go, or they retweet back and go, oh, yeah, my bad. Yeah, you did talk about it. It's like, <laughs> yes, of course, because you've got to finish the show. Finish reading the article. Finish reading the show and do your own research. Then you can reach it. Because if you ask an interesting, knowledgeable question, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm there's a good chance I might answer it. Yeah. Exactly. Like if there's something I left out of the article that is pertinent information and that you ask, there's a good chance I'll answer it. Yes. Or maybe I can't for a specific reason. But like, yeah. Those drive me crazy when it's like, yeah. and I'm like, it said it in the article, dick. I worked, I spent my time to answer that question for you via this article. That's why I started my website to to, to, help, to have better articles out there. Right. And you can't even read it. <laughs> <sighs> I don't even know how we got on that topic. Fake news, anyway. Oh, fake news. That's what it was. <laughs> That's a hit. Rowan and Brian confront Buddy in the back, and Buddy takes another meeting in the locker room like he did last week. Gets ruined. Yeah, people said Enzo had trouble in the locker room. <laughs> Try being Buddy Murphy. And they eventually get him to admit that he lied. I, I hate to break it to you, but these kind of forced, coerced confessions are not admissible in a court of law and should barely be admissible in a court of public opinion. So. Did you see David Otunga tweeted that? No, did Because I like that he's a lawyer, you know, so he tweeted something along those lines. Um, here, I'll That's pull it up while we're talking. But um, one, I, I think, I don't know if I breezed by it the first time you mentioned it. Yeah. I loved the Daniel Bryan promo. Yes. When he came out and was, you know, saying like it was a coerced, uh, yeah. um, uh, a conf- coerced confession. Right. Um, I feel like Daniel Bryan, even though he's been all like green guy or whatever, for the most part, um, he doesn't feel like unhinged. Nope. He doesn't feel like he's lost it. And I feel like he feels like he, he's lost it here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like we had those announcements. He was going to say something and whatever it was led to this instead. Well, clearly we're on that path. Yeah. They, they have to be connected in some way. Yeah. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. But, um, you know, it seems to me like 
a guilty person who is trying to cover his tracks and freaking out about it, which I feel like he played very well. He did. Um, the words he was saying are great. I love that Rowan's just silent the whole time. Yeah. That's my other favorite part about it. I know Rowan's a silent character. That's why he, you know, that's kind of his thing. Uh, but it, it just works that like Rowan is the one being confused and Daniel's out there like, nah, you know, which is great. Um, and then I love it. They did the same thing to, to, buddy, to buddy Murphy right. that Roman Reigns did. Uh, and Ro- and Daniel just sounded like an absolute psychopath. Like he, he he reminded me of like um like I'm try, he reminded me of like a villain in a '90s movie who's like not the guy in like a suit but like someone who's trying to save the planet who thinks he's doing like, he thinks he's saving the planet right. and like doing really bad things to make it happen because when he did the whole like I hate liars or whatever it was yeah, he's he he about liars he doesn't like liars um I, I thought it was fantastic his <laughs> acting is is on point when Daniel he was Bryan. nose to nose with Buddy oh so funny. <laughs> Just say you lied. All of that was just genius. He, uh, very that, fun. That when he got face to face with him, I posted that screen grab. Oh, because it looks so funny when he he's does. literally like he's got his nose like yeah. in this like indent here next to your nose, you know, between your nose and your cheek, it's just in there like digging into Buddy Murphy's face. And the screen grab is so funny. I tweeted it. And that's honestly, <laughs> all my recent tweets, the replies to that tweet are so good. If you haven't seen my Twitter page, go look at it. I retweeted I, I retweeted a bunch of them. There are so many who quote tweeted it with funny responses yeah. or replied with funny meme responses where it was like, you know, me trying to do this and, and something else. Lots of good meme responses. There, are so like, so many good ones. I, I'm trying to think of my favorite one. One of them was, one of them was over Shane McMahon and it, or sorry, was over Buddy Murphy and it said me trying to enjoy WWE programming and the one over Daniel Bryan said Shane McMahon, <laughs> <laughs> which cracked me up. There was another one that said that said uh, it, it said. Uh, me over Buddy Murphy was like me trying to tweet my enjoyment for WWE programming, and then over Daniel Bryan and said AEW fans, <laughs> which uh, both of those two are my favorite ones because it, it cracked me. It, both of those were so good. I was like, oh man, these are, these are good. Uh, and David yeah. Otunga's tweet said, a coerced or involuntary confession made under duress is not admissible in court because it carries little, if any, validity. Yeah. Eric Rowan's forearm across WWE Murphy's neck uh, equals duress. Hashtag Otunga Law. <laughs> well, he's a lawyer, people. So he's a lawyer. There you go. I, I, I love that fact about him, that he mm-hmm. still does pro bono stuff just just yeah. for fun sometimes. He's a good to, guy. Just to keep his chops up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's a great guy. One yeah. of my favorite people. Definitely, definitely respect. And intelligence hell. So intelligent. Went to Harvard and shit. You know, it's rare a professional wrestler that goes to Harvard. For and he was on... He was on I Love New York, yeah, which is one of the greatest reality shows of all time. So, well, don't start going down that path. You know how people respond to our reality show conversations. <laughs> I was saying that last night. I, we were, I was watching The Hills, and I was like, "Oh no!" People get so mad when I bring up this show. I gotta stop doing it, but I like it, so okay. whatever. Right, there you, go. you didn't like I Love New York? Uh, no, it's not my jam. Did you not watch any of those VH1 dating shows? The dating shows? Yeah, like I Love New York, I you know, Rock the, Love. Rock Love was awesome. The Brett Michaels ones were great. And, What's wrong with I Love New York and, and the Flavor, Flavor of Flav. Love? The Flavor of Flav one was great, too. So you just don't like the female-led ones, Roka? Is, no, that, is, what that, is that what we're trying You're to say? sexist? Well, yeah. I, I read about it on Reddit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm not going to address those rumors that I'm sexist. <laughs> yeah, no. New, well, did you like New York on Flavor of Love? 
No, that's the thing. That's oh, why see, I didn't she follow. made you right. angry. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I didn't like her, so I didn't want to go with it. Um, but they did a, didn't they do a female-led uh, Rock of Love with... Um, well, they did Megan Wants a Millionaire. That's it. I watched that. that. Got, well, no, that got canceled after like... Three yeah. episodes. I started because watching that one. One of the contestants chopped up his girlfriend and put her in a suitcase. Yeah, I remember that. That was yeah. not good. That was not good. No, no, that was not good. That was one of my first stories I worked on at TMZ. I remember. Hollywood's a weird place. Yeah, like that dude on Knocked Up, the Indian guy on Knocked Up, not the older Indian guy, but the kind of the younger one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Forecast Stormy. That guy yeah. killed his girlfriend, yeah. stabbed her. It's like, guy who threw a shoe in nice. Austin Powers is in jail for like killing someone. I think. Oh right, exactly. It's just a weird. I think world. It's, I could be wrong. What is things? I know he did something bad. Yeah, he he's did. in jail. Yeah, the Asian guy. Right? Did he kill someone? Yeah, I think he killed someone. I think he yeah. did. Yeah. See, it's a crazy little world. Even the character actors or the two bit actors are getting into uh, legal troubles. Crazy world uh, indeed. Yeah, uh, that's why I got out of it. Orton takes. <laughs> uh, Orton. Uh, so we're, we're now we're ready for the tag match between the New Day and the Revival, but Orton. Orton comes out, cuts a promo, and talks his way into a six-man match. Uh, and now we have the New Day versus Revival and Orton. This is a good match. Good back and forth. Great stuff. Great. Uh, Big E was so overpowering in this match. It was great to see again. Xavier was good. Kofi was good. All this stuff leading up to, eventually, a pin on Xavier Woods. Uh, and then, uh, you know, they start beating up Xavier. Then they start beating up Big E. The Revival does. Kofi comes in, tries to save him, uh, Big E, and they, uh, uh, then RKO comes, I mean, Randy comes in, does an RKO to him, and then just RKOs all of New Day and walks out of the ring. Genius to keep this thing going. And also, I loved the promo from Randy Orton yeah. in the beginning where he said, like, because I did, I, like we said, we were both bummed yeah. at the finish at SummerSlam for Absolutely. their match. But I did like the promo from Randy Orton where he came out and was like, you did that in front of your kids. Like, you ran away from a fight in front of your kids. Like, one day you're going to have to go in front of Chi-Chi and your kids. You're going to have to talk about how you ran away from Randy Orton. Right. Uh, I love that. It made him seem like such a dick. Yeah. And that's perfect for this feud, obviously. Uh, I like that it's one, they're, they're really going hard on the whole stupid thing because Randy Orton was yelling stupid at, at yeah. him again afterwards. Um, crisp match. Yes. Really good match. Of course. I mean, anytime the Revival and Randy Orton and New Day are in the ring, I mean, none of those guys have bad matches. Yep. So, uh, I, I really good. I enjoyed the finish, too. I, I love that finish with the Shadow Machine. So Yeah, and maybe this is a makeup for yes, uh, uh, for Raw, where they put him in the middle of the 24-7 situation. Possible. Yeah. Um, my, my... What I, the, what I wanted to save was, like... The more time goes by, and it's not, I'm not saying I want this by any means, but the more the time goes by, the more I'm wondering, not Big E, the more time passes, I'm wondering if Xavier Woods is going to be the one that turns. Why would Xavier turn? It's not a strong turn. Xavier's well, he's always, the one that always loses. But he's, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So it's not a strong turn if no, the guy but, always loses. Because he's mad that, like, you know, you got the title, you had all this success, and right. I'm just over here, like, only people, the only reason they care about me is because I'm on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. You know, he could... Do something real bad and like uh, and do a Seth Rollins style turn on them. Okay. I'm not saying I want it. Yeah, right, right, right. But I'm just saying. I that see your point of view. They could work that way, but the fans won't go crazy. Because, no, they'll hate him for it. Right. So if they do it, he has to go on this incredible winning streak. See, that's my, that's my other thing. That's one. That's number yeah. one. I don't foresee them doing that. Yeah. Two. I wonder if WWE cares more about WWE. And Xavier Woods, to a certain degree, care more about he, when he loses sometimes, yeah. how he looks in the win-loss category, 
or the importance of his YouTube channel. I mean, his YouTube channel yeah. has almost 2 million followers. That's incredible. You know, I mean, that's huge on YouTube. You um, Do you need WWE money if you're making, if you have 2 million subscribers on YouTube? But do you think, okay, question, do you think because he's like lovable Xavier Woods, everyone loves him, that's part of the reason everyone tunes in too. It's right. him. They come for him. Yeah, of course. Xavier's do great. It, do you think it jeopardizes that at all? It could. It could, right? It could, it could, of course. Because he's someone who I feel like, <clears throat> not necessarily having to go full kayfabe, but where he cares about the presentation yeah. of his character, and his character falls perfectly in line with right. his YouTube channel. But, I mean, there's nothing wrong with trying it and seeing what could happen. Uh, because, look, he wears those chic boots, the Iron Sheik boots. That kind of could get you into that place mentally already, even though she called him out for it, which I thought was great on Twitter a few years ago. But, like, that, that's certainly possible that if he turns heel, if he goes full heel and then gets his way into King of the Ring... Like, kind of, like, beat someone oh, up to take I didn't mean anytime soon. I didn't mean anytime soon. But the King of the Ring thing, to me, felt like a little bit of, like, a... Yeah. Like, a little piece of the puzzle being put in they there. They can't like, see me because you two are standing in front of me. That's possible. That's kind of, like... like Because okay. when I, I... I thought it was interesting that they used that where it was, like, him... The King yeah. of the Ring thing where I was, like... Yeah, because Becky was on a losing streak for a few months before she'd made that turn. So, yeah, it's possible. All right, all right. I see your situation. I see I, your I point know, of view. I, and like I said, I'm not even saying I want it. Right, right, right. I'm just saying when, when, you, when I was looking at it last night, I was thinking, well, they didn't have Randy put Kofi over. Yeah. And now they're doing these weird, sad, they're doing this thing with Xavier Woods. They did that with Xavier Woods, and then he's always losing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I dig it, man. They might be laying that groundwork. Uh, we'll see. I, 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 kind of, I don't know. That was just a guess. If Not he goes like on a inside. winning streak, I'm down for it. You got to make him go on this ruthless Absolutely. winning streak. It'd be fantastic. I'd also be interested what he... How, I don't think I've ever... Well, I guess he was a heel for a minute when New Day start. When New yeah, Day, when they were all starting out, yeah. Biggie's the obvious choice. See, I disagree. Which is why Xavier is a smart... It could be a smart choice. I disagree on that only because I feel like... Big E could be one of the biggest faces in the company. Oh, sure, but he's played heel before. So no, no, like, I, I know. You know with under- but I, but if you, to me, when you put the two characters together, yeah, the, that heel Big E, who I, I liked, mm-hmm. but that heel Big E hit a ceiling. Like he, they weren't using him, really. Yeah. And I fear that heel Big E will be used in that same way, where face Big E could be bigger than Kofi, in my opinion, what as if, champion. What if Xavier and Big E turn at the same time and beat up Kofi? <laughs> Talk about a new day. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just, I feel like, I, I feel like Xavier Woods makes more sense. Okay. Fair enough. I, 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 your point is taken. <laughs> uh, and then we end the night with Brian and Rowan telling Roman that they want an apology like he gave to Samoa Joe because they know who did it. And then we fade to black. No, it's even worse. It was even more entertaining than that. I, I laughed so hard at this because. I know that it's done on television. Yeah. But on television, when they do that, that fade out thing. Yeah. Like like in that manner, uh, when they fade back up, those two people are still in that same conversation and we see the next part of it or something, you right, know? Right. Um, in this instance, and I try to spend my disbelief when I watch things, but it cracked me up of like Roman comes in, gets face to face with Daniel Bryan. And Daniel O'Brien's like, I want my apology. And Roman's <laughs> staring. And he's like, all right, he gears up for the fight. And then he goes, I want an apology because I know who tried to kill you, basically. Yeah. I know who tried to kill you. And the normal response to that would be, well, who tried to kill me? But instead he goes, I know who tried to kill you, but I'm not going to tell you until next week. Right. Could you imagine in a <laughs> – and I know this is wrestling. It's, it's, 
it's, it's a scripted environment. But I was just laughing, thinking, could you imagine a real life scenario where someone told you they knew who tried to end your life? Yeah. But they're going to wait a week to tell you like you would be like, no. Right. He, he slammed Buddy Murphy into the wall yeah. just to get an answer on who it might have been. And with Daniel, he's like, all right, cool. That seems fair. Yeah. And he walks away. That's because that's how we're supposed to imagine that that scenario went when the camera shut off. Oh, he went. Right. All right, cool. And he then does. he walked away. He did. I, I don't know. It, it was silly to me. It was very I silly. I know. I thought it was a silly ending as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's. But, I, but at the same time. I do like cliffhangers. Like I like when you go like, well, I sure. want to know what's going to happen when next. When they're done well, not when it looks like you can, you can get that answer right there. Agreed. Right? Agreed. Right. Because to me, I don't know how they don't... You know, Roman was like tweeting about someone trying to kill him. Yeah. Why wouldn't he be tweeting now saying like, hey, buddy. Hey, Daniel Bryan. Why wouldn't you just tell me who killed me now? Right. Why do we have to wait till this is on television? If you put him and in- I realize it's a TV show. I know. I'm just talking... Right. But it could work if you put him in a car. And they go, we're going to drive off and then drive off a hundred percent. Right. They should have done that. Yeah. That's actually a great point. That would have, that would have, that would have made that entire segment yeah. be less funny to me and more like, yeah, I like that. Cause if they just driven off, I'm like, oh, okay, well that makes sense. He couldn't do anything about it anyways. Right. They're right. not going to see him for a week, even though right. they're on house shows together or whatever. But like, well, Roman Reigns, maybe not <laughs> gone. Yeah. That would have made so much more sense than just like, just all right, cool. All right. <laughs> you know? All right, let me know. All right, Deuce, cool. Get at me, dog. Get at me, dog. <laughs> um, okay, question, though. Yeah. Because I saw a lot of this online last night. Oh, okay. And it does kind of make sense when you, when you look at it. All right. So do you remember those report, there was a report a few weeks ago that Luke Harper had returned to the road? Oh, shit. Do you think that the reason they know who it is is because Luke Harper's been working with them, and it's Luke Harper. Wow. And we get a new revamped Luke Harper who actually gets a push this time, and he is part of that crew. With, and he's normal now like Rowan is. With Rowan and Daniel. Daniel. Bryan. And they go like, it was Luke Harper. Luke Harper shows himself, but then they attack Rowan anyways, and they've all been aligned. It was all three of them. They okay. were all doing it all together. I kind of like that. Right. And honestly, Roman Reigns and Luke Harper is a fresh feud. Yeah, sure. It's, it's, something, it's, it's definitely like, look, they thought... Luke was going to leave. He's very well liked in the locker room. Yeah. Maybe someone got in Vince's ears like, hey, he's really well liked and he's super talented. Why would we lose a huge talent who's this beast of a man that people love? Why would we just let him go? And what's Buddy's role in this? Why? I think he really was just in the wrong place Why at the wrong Buddy time. Why did Buddy have the wrong... Oh, he, he was just... He saw, I think he was just walking around oh. and then that happened to happen. Damn it. That's my guess. Damn it. I feel like, we've already, I feel like at this point <laughs> okay. we've now exhausted Buddy Murphy. So Buddy's not as, part of this. You know, I feel like he's been exhausted being part of this. No, I this feel faction? like he's okay. a he's a what's the Patsy in all this? Okay, right. That's the right word for that, right? Yeah, Patsy. Yeah. <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald, Patsy. Um, yeah. that, that, I feel like that's what he is in all of this. I feel like he was just they did they adjacent to all this gets he gets seen by people. Got that match at Roman Reigns. Okay, now people are going to care when he's in in the ring. Yeah, that's my guess that's with fair. it. Right. Um, and I love the idea of Luke Harper. Actually, I think it makes the most sense. Yeah, it's a mystery that gets solved. Um, I've we have talked many times about how Luke Harper sh- is a great talent that should be utilized. Yep. If there was a, I hope there was a call where yep. it was like, hey, you know what? We're sorry you feel that way. Like, we want to use you. Yeah. Like, let's let's work through this. We're gonna put you in this big program. We got this big angle. Yeah. I mean, shit, they're doing it with Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander. Why not Luke Harper? Luke Harper's awesome. Yep. I don't disagree with you. Okay. All right. We'll see. Is there anyone else that makes sense? No, that makes sense. It and does. Joe, it seems like they've. Pushed Joe back yeah. to whatever he was doing before. They yeah. moved him away from, from Reigns. 
unless it's some other mystery person that like isn't around. But Luke Harper is like someone who you yeah. know hasn't been around for a while. Yeah, it totally makes sense. It would kind of make the most sense. When's the last time Luke Harper tweeted? Has he not tweeted really since? Unless he has the fiend has them all under some kind of uh, hypnosis and they make him do these. He things. can bring them all back. <laughs> what is what's Luke Harper's last tweet? I'm down. Oh no, I'm he's down. still he's still tweeting his. You know what that means? Okay, he's still tweeting those guys. So well, all right, all right. He's still around. Well, there you go. I love his Twitter feed. Yeah. It, he's, it does look like he removed a lot of his, of his tweets that were not the you-know-what-it-means. Also, oh. looks like he got rid of that post that he tweeted. Oh, wait. Oh. No, no. That's still up. When okay. he asked for his release, that's still up. Okay. We'll see. We'll It'll definitely see. Yeah. Well, okay. I love it. All right. That's certainly a possibility. A very strong one. I'm too. on the Luke Harper train, too. Oh, now you're on that train, too. It's All a right. big train. There's a lot of trains. <laughs> a lot of trains for a guy who claims no one rides trains I know, anymore. right? The train is leaving L.A. All right. Uh, well, thanks. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for watching the SmackDown Live recap. We always appreciate you all taking the time to watch us or to listen to us uh, as we break down what's going on in the world of WWE on SmackDown Live. Uh, Ryan, tell them where they can read, watch, and listen to everything we do. YouTube.com. Sorry. ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's the website where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet is where you can find all the videos that we put up. Yeah. It's where you can find the Raw Smackdown recaps that we do. That's where you can find uh, Wrestling Sheet Radio that I do with uh, Jamie, Iovine, Elijah Bates, and Kevin Silva. You can also find interviews that I've done with wrestlers on there like Big Cass and Ethan Page. Lots of fun stuff. Make sure you subscribe while you're watching the videos on there. Like the page. Like the videos. Comment. I appreciate it very much. But if you just want to listen to the audio while you're driving around, while you're working out, while you're cooking, while you're doing whatever... Wrestling Sheet Radio. Search for it on all the big podcast platforms. That's where you find all of our content as well if you just want to listen. Uh, and it's at Wrestling Sheet on social media. Boom. All right, there you go. Follow him at Ryan Sadden. Follow me at The Roka Says. And we'll talk to you next week with two more episodes of the Raw Recap and SmackDown Live Recap on the Pro Wrestling Sheet. ProWrestlingSheet.com Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 